Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Charles with us today, who's a Silicon Valley veteran with a deep background in joint ventures, marketing, and scalable systems. He has founded and led multiple enterprises, enterprise-wide departments at a billion-dollar software company and managed programs with budgets exceeding $5 million. As an entrepreneur, Charles books two to six joint ventures per week, using proven sales lead flow systems, and consults on how you can do the same. Charles, welcome, and thank you so, so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Yeah, you know, I, I, I saw this, this interview with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk the other day. And, you know, Gary, Gary V, I think has some great stuff and there's some other stuff where he's, he's almost a little too loud for me. But one of the things he was talking about is he thinks that that will come out of this time is, and at the time of this recording, it's May 5th, 2020, we're in the middle of the Corona pandemic, whatever we want to call it, is that the, the era of the fake entrepreneurs will come cease to exist. And what he meant by that is that so many of our our Facebook feeds, for example, have been filled with a lot of people promising that if you buy their program, you will earn six or seven figures within 38 hours and have thousands of followers and drive a Lamborghini. And I know you take a much different approach to business where it's much more about really not promising that, but building relationships first, right? And how, how critical has a relationship building piece been to what you've created in your life? Actually, it's been the entire lifeblood of the business. Without relationships, I'd actually have next to nothing. And uh, it's the magic of connecting with people, listening to what their goals are, and finding paths to get them to those goals the fastest, whether that's through you or anyone else you know, or any tool or resource or event. Um, And... I actually picked up on this quite quickly after deciding to start my own business. Uh, I I went to a couple back-to-back events and I was launching a a low-ticket productivity program, a few hundred dollar program, and I had no audience. I had no connections. I'm like, who am I even going to be able to serve with this very powerful um, course when I literally have no one to sell it to? (laughs) Like, um, and then I was at these events where small, there were small events and um, like one of the guys there was a blogger with 90,000 people on his email list and hearing that, it, it almost sounds unreal. Like how, how on earth could anyone amass a list like that? And this person with this many people on a list and the guy next to me literally made uh, 24 million a year. And you're just like, it, it stretches your mind beyond uh, what I was used to considering possible and normal. And I I figured out very quickly, like, if I am connecting with people who already have my ideal audience that I can serve, um, then that means I can get this out in front of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people uh, without paying a penny for Facebook ads or trying to figure out Google AdWords or, or any of that. So relationship building became the foundation of, of everything I do. And it's, 
it's worked out in insanely well from the standpoint of just systematically in a very positive, nurturing way, building a beautiful network. Because um, as an entrepreneur, it's very isolating. It can be, especially online. And um, I'm social by nature, but I never consciously went out to go build uh, a bunch of wonderful relationships until I, I picked up on that. And, and that's kind of what I've done ever since. What is your approach, Charles, to relationship building? What, what does that look like as an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, for one, it's, it's having a very clear understanding of who your ideal client is, the people you can serve at the highest capacity, the people you want to work with the most. Because as an entrepreneur, there's, there's probably a whole array of people you could serve. Some of them, they will listen to what you say, apply what you say, and get results very quickly. Others will drag their feet, not take action, explain why things won't work for them, and they won't get results. So if you know who your ideal client is um, and how you can serve them, you can start connecting A, with them directly, and B, with the people who have tens of thousands of your ideal client already in their orbit, in their network, in their ecosystem, and build relationships with the people who already have your people and find ways to serve them together. I think that's so fascinating you say it that way because what I hear you saying is that it's about identifying who you can serve first. And I think a lot of, at least in the modern entrepreneurial and the digital space, it seems to be the opposite of it. It's almost like, how can I serve myself the fastest? And it's, let me create this free ebook, free guide, whatever it is. And I'm going to put it out there and people are going to download it. And if a thousand people don't download it in the weekend, what was the point of trying? But in that, we're focused very much on serving of self first versus the audience. And so you're saying is just really getting clear on who, who your who is essentially first. Yeah. And some of the examples you're pulling from, I feel, are from uh, a school of thought and a kind of a business opportunity type community. And those that kind of marketing tends to drive me absolutely nuts. It's, it's the flashy videos and the nice cars and mansions. And it's like, dude, it's almost laughable. It's ridiculous. I've seen, I have a few friends who are very good at marketing that way, but I never promote them because it's totally out of sync with who my audience is and the way that uh, I, I come at things from a service first perspective. Uh, I, I have a funny brief story. There's a, a, a guy that was on a call with me recently um, who spends tens of thousands a day on ads. And I was looking at the video on his site and it was super flashy sports cars, all this stuff. And then um, there was a, a scene at this mansion and it's actually the same mansion that I put my events on and I created a video there. And the difference is one video is all flashy. Look how cool that entrepreneur is. My video is people coming up one after another to say how they've been served and how their life has improved and changed. And uh, the tone of them was like night and day. Wow. So I, I feel like who you're following in the pools of people you're getting information from and spending time with can lead to vastly different 
results. One is a lot more selfish. One is a lot more altruistic. I want to speak to that altruistic person. The, so there's altruistic people who are offering, who are watching this right now and listening to this right now. They've identified who it is they want to serve. And they're starting to hone in on some of the people who have audiences, you know, those, those hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of their who's. What are the strategies or what is a strategy for them to approach that person to, to start to, you know, almost lead with value first? Sure. This is one of the, the core things I teach. So I'll start by saying your best path to, well, I'll, I'll kind of work backwards because <clears throat> there's actually a bunch of different ways to do this and a bunch of different ways that work well. The difference is how long it takes. So the ideal scenario is an introduction. You and I were introduced by a common friend that we both value, trust, respect, uh, think very highly of. And so when I entered your world, I came in like already kind of pre-vetted because the person who introduced us, you, you already know, like, and trust. And so um, that's the unequivocal fastest, best way to enter a network. Now, if you do not have uh, that initial connection to start with, one of the techniques that I used when I was uh, newer to the space and still used to this day, really, back when events were a thing, I go to a lot of events. I speak at a lot of events. I uh, build relationships at events. I talk to a bunch of people. Now, given our current environment, uh, group Zoom calls are a lovely way to do that. But I'll just share a couple quick tips. Let's say you don't really have that deep of a network, which is fine because we all start somewhere. Um, if you understand who your ideal client is and understand who thereby some of your ideal partners could be, it's figuring out where they're hanging out online. Where are they spending their time? What Facebook groups are they in? What LinkedIn groups are they in? And then let's say you find a group. It could be, I'll just use an example, What's a tool that a bunch of people in your industry use? It could be ClickFunnels or something like that. Um, just hanging out in those groups, you're gonna see a ton of people who are making a living and contributing in similar ways to you. It could be following a certain thought leader, different people in those groups. So you look for the movers and shakers, the people who are getting results, the people who are always contributing with high value. Um, and then, start liking their posts, start commenting, start sharing stuff. Um, at mention them when something related to something that they'll enjoy or maybe be able to provide some feedback on. And you're doing this over days or even weeks, and then you can ping them on Messenger and share something and see if they'd be interested in a virtual coffee chat. So as a habit out of groups, like several years ago, I'd book two calls a day with different people in these uh, online groups. And mm. some of those calls go nowhere. That's fine. Other calls, like one of my friends, Joss from Australia, we've talked for years. We talked just uh, a few weeks ago. I've never met him in person, but we've been there for each other. We've shared intros. We've traded strategies. You're going to find your people and your group and uh, they'll start introducing you to other people. You'll start introducing them to people. And one relationship at a time, you start building an amazing network 
um, I book two to six joint venture promotions per week. And all those conversations, you're always trying to find ways to help the people around you. And um, like last week on Wednesday, I got five different referrals and intros unsolicited because I'm always helping others on the path. At my last live event, the group named what I do systematized niceness. Hmm. So it's systematically just watching out for the people in your community, finding ways to help them. Systematize niceness. I love that. When, so when, so when somebody gets to that point now where they're starting to make these connections with folks, they're starting to feel like they're, they're contributing value. Is there a point where they transition to, to making an ask or should they allow it to be organic or should they, they continue to find the ways, you know, is there, I guess, is there a magic number or a magic point where they feel like they, they've given, given, given enough that they can ask for something or what's that next step for them in that relationship building? Yeah, so that can vary depending on the context of how the relationship was formed. But what happens when you, let, let's start by saying you're, you're operating within a pool of ethical quality, nice people. That's where I spend my time. Um, and so this would be outside of that kind of sharky, selfish marketing pools of, of folks which exist. Um, when you provide value first, it, you basically come into the entire conversation from the inside. You're no longer an outsider. You're coming into the, the, the realm um, as a peer inside their world. And it's, it's truly remarkable to watch over and over and over and over. Um, so depending on the context, like if I was, uh, if I was introduced to someone with the context of exploring ways to work together, I will have a joint venture webinar booked within 20 minutes of ever talking to someone in my life. And it's because of the framing up front, which is actually by design. Um, now, if you're kind of coming in with no connections, you're building those relationships a little bit over time, um, it, it actually doesn't take that long. I mean, when, when you jump on a call and you're immediately providing uh, insights and, and intros and have you checked out this tool that could save you time in these ways or have you considered this type of strategy spin to you know, serve your folks better while making a better living, um, just by the end of the call, they're coming up with ways to help you. I just got off a call where that's exactly what happened. I'm, uh, I've offered connections to a few uh, people in my network and um, the other party is sending me two referrals that would likely be perfect ideal private clients or clients for my group program. So it's, uh, it's just human nature. If, if you're helping other people, they want to help you. When you, were, when you were starting off, Charles, and you mentioned going to that conference and there's the one person sitting next to you who has the 90,000 list and then there's the other one making 24 million, did you feel 
you, you remember, you, I think you said it really stretched your mind of what could be possible. Did you feel in any way intimidated or at all or kind of maybe out of your element with that? And how, how did you lean into the value adding piece with that when feeling with that, maybe these people are on another level than you. And I, I'm just imagining with people entering into entrepreneurial space or maybe people looking to expand and play at a bigger level because they feel called to right now. And so they're arriving at spaces where they're interacting with people who are expanding their realm of possibility, the 90,000 list to 24 million, but they have that psychology going on that they haven't, negotiated with yet to go to that it's kind of like getting to the big kids playground if you will sure how do you how do you enter into that big or how did you enter into that big kids playground was it resistance for you at all oh there's certainly some weirdness (laughs) you're like like, uh okay clearly these folks are playing at a different level and this was like four years ago for me and um i'll tell you what from that initial room that had, I don't know, 12, 12 of us in there. I'm in touch. Uh, I got a referral last week or actually two weeks ago from the gentleman who was making 24 million a year. Um, one of the guys who um, had a very successful business then is now a private client of mine and in my group program. Um, one of the other guys is a connector out of New York uh, we talk frequently. He's super smart. He's helping me with some of my branding stuff. He sent me several referrals. These relationships last for years and years and years, and they're a very, very beautiful thing. So here's how I approach it to this day and what I, I guess, stumbled across at that time. It doesn't matter who someone is. They have problems that need to be solved too. And so an example, I've got a a book coming out next month and an example in that book at the, on that same trip i um i hung out with ryan levesque two weekends in a row who uh, actually i'll be on a debrief call of his 1.9 million dollar launch this afternoon um and basically here here's the way to view it uh people frequently think they can't play at the level of these bigger fish cuz maybe they don't have the list or maybe they don't have the recognition there's always a way to help them so i'll give you this example uh, at the time i bought jeff walker's program i was following ryan Levesque's stuff and ryan was doing these huge webinars with thousands of people on them i mean webinars generating $30,000 per webinar easily uh if not way more and his audio didn't sound that great. And I happen to have a little bit of a music and audio and video background. So I was like, hey, Ryan, do you mind if I um, share some insights with you on how you could uh, project and connect better with folks through better audio? And he was like, sure. So I researched Uh, microphones and I recorded a B examples of this is how you sound on yours this is how you could sound with one of these three mics here's links to go buy them and here's how you would configure them in your in your home office and um, so at the time he and to this day he's a marketing genius um, and I was new to the space without that kind of experience but the point is You find ways to help people from within your own skill sets. And a magical thing about 
paying attention to who you're talking to, who they serve, what their superpower is, um, you can start keeping track of that. I, I have actual systems for keeping track of all of that. So if you're like, hey, Charles, I've got this new book launching and I'd love to get on some podcasts, I could introduce you to 40 different podcasters. What I'll do is listen to who that book is for and find the people with that right audience and share those intros with you. So again, whether I can personally serve you with my product services or consulting, um, I will find a way to help you no matter what. And it just creates tidal waves of goodwill. Any room you walk in, people are thrilled you're there. Um, and it, I mean, just following these exact processes, that's why Evan Pagan featured me in his high ticket program as his joint venture. Uh, expert. It's why Yannick Silver has integrated my programs inside of his high ticket programs. It's why referrals come in left and right. And I book two to six joint ventures with almost not even trying because it's just baked into my entire, the DNA of my systems. Yeah, I hear you too doing something. It's, it's identifying how you can serve, but then it's taking that extra two steps beyond that. And what I mean by that is I think the the easy way is saying, hey, Ryan, can I help you with the audio? Here's a microphone I think would be great. The second step would be, hey, Ryan, can I help you with, could I help you with an audio, some ways to better connect? Here's three choices. But where I hear you going with it is it's not just identifying the problem, it's making it as simple as possible for him to make a decision too. So it's not only just identifying the alternatives, but then you're actually taking it that step to take the time to record the differences so he can have an experience it with it right away and make that decision, which for those bigger fish, the time equity is so invaluable to them, right? And you're taking away every single barrier for them where it's literally a click button and they can immediately see results. Well, it's true. And skip forward uh, three and a half, four years. Um, there's a, a restaurant near where I live called the, the French Laundry. And um, one of my friends, Lee Richter, had a reservation there. And um, I helped with her curate a group of people. I invited Joe Polish. I invited Tamara Thompson, Marisa Murgatroyd, and, and others. And... Um, Basically, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, would you like to join us at this amazing uh, world-class restaurant? Yeah, sounds cool. That, that would be great. And I'm like, no, you're going to fly in on this private jet. This is when you'll be picked up. You'll be staying at this resort. Here's the group that's been curated. Do you want to come? Absolutely. See you there. Take the thinking out of uh, things and just streamline it and make it special. And... Um, it, it works from the bottom to the top. It, it's, I'm like now I'm helping Yannick curate groups to go on trips to Necker Island with Richard Branson. And keep in mind, four years ago, I didn't know anybody in this industry. This is using what I'm, these techniques we're covering. It's just systematically using that the whole way. Um, and it, doors fling open left, right, and center, and you end up with so many opportunities. It, it, it's a silly example, but it's, it's like being in Scrooge McDuck's money pit, but you only have two hands and so many pockets. I mean, there's opportunities everywhere. 
And so that's what starts giving you a framework to start scaling, growing your team, playing with bigger and bigger partners, getting bigger and bigger referrals, and serving just at a, a higher and higher capacity. And it all starts with, I'm doing the same behaviors now that I did then. I'm just very refined and um, like, I, I have all the frameworks to manage all those relationships and stay in touch and um, really provide value ongoing. What drives you, Charles? Like what, what, what gets you out of bed and compels you to do these things every day? Well, for one, I, I love connecting with people and connecting the dots with and for them. I love seeing the results that they get. Like uh, I, I run group programs to implement these exact systems. And one of my clients who was actually at that initial event that I was at followed what I showed him in one of our private sessions. He booked 13 talks over 11 days. Wow. It, it's so rewarding when people listen to what you say and then do it and then immediately get results. It's like, it, it's an amazing feeling. And so the more efficient I can make people at serving their communities, it's a positive ripple effect that if I can make a hundred or a thousand or whatever number of, of humans, entrepreneurs, professionals, just far better at what they're doing with lower stress. It means they're going to be better parents. It means they're going to have more fulfilled lives. It means they'll be able to serve the people they're serving at a higher capacity. So it's, it's truly making the world a better place. I, I know you're a busy guy and we're, I want to be respectful of your time. I'll just ask you one final question. I love what you just said there about the idea of, of getting people into action, giving them what they need. They listen to what you say and they put immediate action behind it. I, one of the primary intentions I hold for this is that the person who needs to see and hear what you're saying and sharing is watching and listening right now. So that person who's just downloaded everything that you've shared, they're on board, they're fired up about it. What is the most important action they can take from the time they click off of this, they walk away, and then what is the immediate thing that they should do to move forward with their business? Uh, write a list of five people you've kind of been out of touch with and reconnect with them. Uh, ping them on Facebook, like a post, send them a message, shoot them a text, set up a call, listen to what they're up to, uh, what, what their challenges are right now, um, what they're excited about, and then help facilitate that. It, and you're not committing to like month-long endeavors of free labor, you're, you're finding like low hanging fruit to really hook people up with within your skill set, And just having those regular conversations, um, you can make every one of them lead to a positive outcome. Maybe you'll land them as a new client. Maybe you can give them a referral. Um, maybe they can give you a referral. Maybe they have a podcast, uh, a virtual stage, um, line up a joint venture promotion. Uh, Every call I have leads to a positive outcome. So I, I kind of teach people how to view the world from a, a bigger perspective than just little transactional interactions. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Every, every call leads to a win. I love that. Everyone, you're going to want to rewatch, re-listen, take some notes. There is so much wisdom shared from 
the notion that you can walk into a room four years ago, not know anyone, be mind blown almost by a 90,000 list and a $24 million a year income to just four short years later, you've formed these lifelong relationships with people and helping facilitate experiences that land in Richard Branson's private Necker Island. The idea that every single conversation, every single interaction you have is a win and that the fastest and best way to into somebody's world is really just being a good person. The, the nice part of it, you know, we all talk about and we see how kindness is such a beautiful commodity and we love those warm fuzzies that we get when we share it. And imagine just having that become a staple in your business, that you lead with kindness, you lead with niceness, that you look to serve and not just serve with the immediate thing. I loved what Charles highlighted where it's, it's what is the couple levels deeper with that? You know, it's not just a microphone. It's, not just a couple options it's the three options in comparison too so that somebody can have an experience how do you make it as simple as possible to give somebody back the ultimate gift which may be the time that they can have with their friends and family uh, take the action reach out write down your list and connect 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 you know do not wait any longer as soon as we close this off as soon as you log off do as charles said get that piece of paper down make those five people and start pinging them on facebook and just make magic together. Charles, this has been absolutely incredible, man. Thank you so much for sharing. What a blessing this has been. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Absolutely. We'll see you next time, everyone, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to